if you know going into it that something's going to be short term, it makes you more grateful for the good parts. Mm. And it makes you also able to tolerate the bad parts a little easier. Yeah, this is an experiment. Macklin and I are sharing a mic. This is the first time having four people, so we'll see how this goes. There may be times when some of us are quieter than others. That's why we are, yeah, in learning process. So let's go ahead and start off with a would-you-rather question. We we wind up doing this a lot, hanging out together. So here's my would-you-rather. Would-you-rather... Never eat salt again or never eat sweets again? Or I guess sugar. Sugar versus salt. Never again. Oh, my goodness. I would never have salt again. Oh. Because I already eat a lot of, like, I don't add a lot of salt when I cook. So I think I would be okay without it. Mm. Angela's going through a crisis right now. (laughs) She is. She's got her hands on her temples. Does this include natural sugars, like does like fruit count, or does it just added sugar? I'm thinking just added sugar or added salt. I would do added sugar. You would never have added sugar yeah, again. I would. I we went two days without salt, and I thought I was just about. Yeah. Yeah, salt is an irreplaceable, necessary component to food for me. Life without salt sounds terrible. It's like life without the sun. Just about, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It makes food wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay, what about you two? Yeah. I think I'd rather have life without sweets. Hmm. So I guess I'd like to have salt more than sweets. Because I've 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 done times where I've not had any sweets, Mm -hmm. and it's been all right. Yeah, it's not been that hard, and you kind of lose the craving pretty quickly. But <clears throat> if you've ever had just potatoes, <laughs> they're good. Oh, oh, well, they can be, but then yeah, salt makes them. I mean, just pa- potatoes. Potatoes, and else. yeah, yeah. And you like that? Yeah, I will. I like to do that every now and then. Oh, okay, just eat eat vegetables without anything, mm-hmm. just to taste their own flavor. Okay, R- remind myself what it tastes like. Well, I, I like salt on my potatoes. And butter, lots of those two things, and then I'm, but yeah. So I think for me, life without sweets would be easier. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, same. So I was I was pretty inspired by the conversation we had with Andrew Massey. He was talking about coffee <gasps> and taste buds and how they change. And so he was talking about how if you're if you don't have as many sweet things, you enjoy the other flavors of stuff more. Huh. And he was using coffee as one example. What's so another example? The bitterness of coffee would taste better right. in less of a sugar environment. Right. So, yeah. what would another one be? Mm-hmm. Uh, salt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really okay. proud of you, Reagan, for not. Thanks. Wanting. I just when I think about sweets, I think I think heaven is going to have a lot of good sugary cakes and pies, and mm. it's just like a little bit of heaven on earth to me. Salt. Oh. I don't think of salt as heavenly. I think of sweets as heavenly. Really? Yeah. Heaven's going to be just a big pillar of salt. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's why I, I, 
I just love an occasional treat. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I could go my whole life without it. Huh. I think that's great. Thank yeah, you. I had a, I treated myself to three Oreo Thins. Have you heard of Oreo Thins? They're like yes, thin Oreos. Yes, the whole thin movement well, is, is, thin is comical to is me. I think it's thin both. Okay. Okay. And they were superb. I had three really? of them, and yeah. I'm not kidding you. I had them after my lunch, and I could taste them until dinner. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is good stuff. Um, so get <laughs> On the package, package, it says, lasts until after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like these deodorant things. It's like 24 hours yeah. fragrance. It's like 16-hour taste. <laughs> Flavor. Flavor release. So what do y'all want to talk about? I, I would love to talk about us living together and maybe a little bit of our marriages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Let's, um, I'd like to hear y'all's thoughts on what's it like, what it's like living with, um, all four of us together. I don't think Connor and I have really discussed on the podcast much, but, Mm. um, it'd be interesting to hear from you guys what, what that's like. Um, and here's why, uh, I, it, not a whole lot has changed for me with us living together all of us living together from when we just lived a few miles apart in Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, I still pretty much see you guys once a week with like an occasional hello here and there. But I think Reagan and Angela have a lot more contact than Connor and I do during the week. Um, and I know for, you know, just being the husband of Reagan that that has meant a lot to her. And so I'd like to hear you guys sort of discuss that a little bit. So You start. Okay. I love living together. And by the way, yeah, go go ahead. This voice is Reagan. Yeah. This voice smart. is Angela. <laughs> oh, that, that was I smart. am Macklin's yeah. wife. Oh yeah. And you I, are Connor's I'm, wife. I'm Connor's wife, yeah. I'm the ginger's wife. <laughs> yeah. I'm the brunette's wife. <laughs> so yeah. every time Connor and I say when we all live together, it's not meaning Connor and I. It's me and our us and our wives. So And our children. Yeah, rest your worries, or rest your rest your worries. <laughs> your, your, your suspicions, yes. <laughs> rest your worries. Oh gosh. Uh, yeah, living together is is wonderful. Mm-hmm. When before we lived together and we were thinking about it, I had this this happy vision in my mind of what it could be, and mm-hmm. when then it happened and we did live together for me it was actually an adjustment and it took let me put it this way we're in a really sweet spot now where we feel like family and it I don't it's so comfortable and so normal to live together it's really rich and beneficial mutually Mm -hmm. beneficial at first you just have to get used to each other even though we're best friends already it's still like it just wasn't normal to ask you to do stuff or yeah. or to be with you in the kitchen. Like, mm-hmm. we just weren't, we'd never done that before. So we just, <clears> that <throat> had to become normal. But now that it is normal, that that vision of what living together could be like and how sweet it could be is true. Yeah. And living 
when we move in a couple months back to Jackson, because we live out in the country right now, uh, that's going to be really sad. It's going to be really sad. <laughs> and it's going to be a, a major adjustment back to yeah. being by by myself yeah. while Connor's at work and just like just the two of us. Yeah. Well, the three of us now because we have William, but yeah. That's what it's like. That's in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. What yeah, about you? and we we were really. I remember we, me and Angela would get together once a week, and we would just pray mm-hmm. and hang out. And who who is the first person of all of us to mention living together? I think it was me. I think it was I, Macklin. I think it was Macklin, <clears throat> which is me. Because, um, <laughs> Rest your wearies. <laughs> um, which. I think, and I actually mentioned this to you guys before you got married. Do you? I don't know if you remember this, but that's right. We like that's um, right. Yeah, we Reagan and I had been married for about a year, and we were moving off campus, off of Union's campus, and we had thrown around the idea of getting a house mm-hmm. together. That's right. Um, so yeah, so that was the, that was the original idea, and then when it became clear that Reagan and I were moving up to the brick house on the farm, we knew. It was big enough to accommodate another mm-hmm. small family, mm-hmm. and so that's when we. And at that point, when we went after it for number for round number two, you guys have been married for a year, which I think was very beneficial. Yeah, I think and so. I think we can talk more about that here in a minute about like what are tips for people that may be thinking about doing this, um, or what are some things that we've learned and why is it successful for us. But I want to hear huh. a little bit more about Ray. Yeah. So, anyways. When that was mentioned at first, I think you mentioned it to me, and I was, you, Macklin, mentioned it to me, and I was really, really apprehensive because Mm -hmm. I like my personal space. I like my things the way that I like to put them, and I'm also an introvert, so having Mm -hmm. other people that aren't my family around all the time made me really nervous. Right. Um. So, yeah, I was really apprehensive, and I don't think I was on board at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, And then, I guess, we started to consider it more, me and Macklin, and I kind of started growing, the idea started growing on me. And then when Angela and I would get together and pray, we decided to pray about that possibility of living together. Mm -hmm. Should we do it at all? And then once that question was answered, yes, we want to, then we prayed over mm-hmm. keeping boundaries. We prayed over, what all did we pray for? We prayed for a lot. Our friendships. Uh-huh. How we would handle conflict. Yeah. How we would handle, like, that our marriages would be protected. Also, our friendships. Yeah. Because living together, you just never know. Yeah. Like, you could be best friends going into it, and right. then living together just ruins a friendship. Right. Yeah, there are some friends you can live with and some friends you <laughs> cannot live with. Uh-huh. And, you know, you've had roommates in college, and that's one thing. But also living with another married couple. And we already had Julian, mm-hmm. so you guys would be having to live in a house with a baby. And then I think we were going into it assuming that y'all would probably end up having one while we were there, which yeah. ended up being true. So, yeah, there was a lot of, can can we even make this work? Mm-hmm. And a lot of prayer and a lot of consideration and, you know, even a lot of nitpicky little rules that I think we all made. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, 
we have the top shelf in the fridge, <laughs> and that is our shelf in the fridge. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that yeah. that we addressed. But anyways, it's all worth it. And like you said, how you're going to be sad. I'm, I was thinking this morning, there are some things that I do miss, like, I miss having the laundry, the laundry all to myself. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> because we both do cloth diapers, so a lot of laundry is going through our house. Yes. <laughs> so sometimes Angela needs the washer when I also need the yeah, washer. Or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, but then after that thought, I was like, but living together is so much more worth mm-hmm. doing than just having certain things compromised. Did that make sense? Yeah. So, and that's that's different for me because, like I said, I like my stuff and I'm pretty selfish in, like, my daily schedules and how I do things and the things that I share with others and just the fact that I do not mind sacrificing those things to live with you guys. It's just, it's been the best. It <laughs> it's yes. been the best. So what, what have some of the benefits been? Over the past, oh. I don't know, how long has it been now? Uh, right at about a year. <clears throat> a little over a year. Well, one of my favorite parts, we had, we had one of my favorite parts, actually, um, happened last night when we, when we talked about, like, what we, where we were going to go with this podcast. Um, and you guys had just come in late, and Julian was down, and William was asleep, and Reagan and I were playing a game in the kitchen like a Star a Wars game. chess it was really cool <laughs> I lost <laughs> how many times did you lose? three <laughs> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> you guys came in and we just sat around and had like just a short little five ten minute conversation that was totally unplanned um, and you know a few weeks ago just randomly we all decided I guess it was probably more like a few months ago we went on a walk just you know a mile walk mm-hmm. or something just all, all four of us together um, and those have been my favorite times yeah. just spontaneous <clears throat> yeah um, I mean of course family dinner uh, which mm-hmm. is a once a week occurrence mm-hmm. um, which is also the best day of the week um, yep. <laughs> yeah yeah um, <clears throat> so yeah uh, those th- I would say those those little moments where we just Usually they happen. I like them best at night because the day's over and you're, we're all we're all sort of in the same mood where we're ready to go to bed, but we're going to stay up a little longer and talk anyways. Yeah, <clears throat> those are that's the best benefit yeah. for me. Yeah, because those wouldn't happen, you know. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Our lives wouldn't intersect that way if we weren't living together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's really special and rich that we are able to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the biggest benefits, I think, for for the two of us, for, for Angela and myself, has been once our baby was born. Oh, my um, goodness, yes. It's been <laughs> such a huge help to have you guys around to help, especially you, Reagan, in yes. particular. Um, I work some crazy hours sometimes, and it brings me a lot of peace to know that if Angela needs anything, someone else is there in the house, um, able to be woken up if need be, so... Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite things? Probably living with you. <laughs> yeah. And and 
kind of like in the same vein as you, Macklin, the the unplanned, spontaneous, just mm-hmm. because you're there together and then just conversations happen. Yeah. I think this has been one of the most emotionally healthy times I've ever experienced just because I live with my best friend. And so if there's, I wake up and I'm in a terrible mood swing, Reagan's right there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just, you know, and I tell her all about it and she's like, oh, you know, and so it's sympathetic and (laughs) just so wonderful. And she brings things back into perspective and then 10 minutes later, I'm like, I'm fine. Yeah. And whereas if she wasn't there, It'd be all day mm-hmm. or until I, I don't know, blew over or whatever. Yeah. And, and then it's also just been like, it's been really, really sweet and quite an honor to be on the receiving end of that as well. When you're having a hard time or mm-hmm. something's on your mind or what have you, Yeah, I get to be there and hear it and be your friend and... On the, there's that on the emotional side, but then just on the practical side, it's just been the most, it's so great to be able just to ask you to switch over my laundry yeah. or you can ask me to watch your dog and yep. if you'll go out and do something and I can watch your dog, like it's just, it works and it's yeah. so, it's a lot less stressful yeah. because you're there and I'm there for you. So like housework is easier one because sometimes you do it for me and that's such a they're so like being served by you so, I'm so spoiled especially when the baby was born and, and you just oh, took man. care you like took the reins on the dishes and the house was you know did not fall apart because Reagan was having was, fun is what I, I was I guess, doing and that's such a blessing so well let's yeah for those of you that um, don't live with us which is everybody listening um <laughs> Let's. I would like. I think it would be helpful if you guys went through like what what a day looks like, um, because we just sort of hit the highlights, but the highlights sure. are not yeah. the whole time realistic. You know? um, and so, if it were me listening, I'd like to know. Okay, what does an actual day look like? Yeah. Sure. For for two couples living together, so take that however, wherever you want to go. Uh. Well, I mean, do you want me to go hour by hour, blow or, by blow? Yeah. What do you just you know the general the general hubbub <laughs> okay. of of how I, how it all looks okay well angela and i usually see each other in the mornings mm-hmm. um sometimes early sometimes they come down a little later but it's usually still in the mornings and right off the bat i think we're such good friends that when we see each other in the mornings we know <laughs> if we are having a good day, if we are in a bad mood. Really? That's yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's like the way she says hi or the way I, I don't know, throw the eggs onto the <laughs> stove. I don't know. But she, we can just tell. And so from there, that kind of affects our conversation, you know. How are you doing? Or hey, good morning. Yeah. So, anyways, Did so you we get in a fight. Yeah. Or just like, are you okay? Yeah. How do you feel? How's, how's Julian? Yeah. Or whatever. Did William sleep? Yeah. Anyways, um, so yeah, we'll see each other in the mornings, and then I usually once I put Julian down for his morning nap, I usually do some stuff on my own, and mm-hmm. Connor and Angela do whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they live in the upstairs and we live downstairs and we have some communal areas downstairs. So, um, they might go upstairs and while I'm doing my stuff and then 
I generally see them again around lunch. Mm-hmm. Connor, you're usually heading out around then. Mm-hmm. So then sometimes in the afternoons, Angela and I will kind of hang out together in the den and play video games or just sit with our kids together. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we don't even hang out at all. We don't hang out at all. We yeah. just do our own thing. But generally, those are the times of day when we our paths cross, that and around dinner because mm-hmm. we're both trying to cook. Um, do you have anything to add? Is that a normal day? Yeah, that's a normal day. I mean, mine's a little bit different because I wake yeah. up earlier yeah. and feed William, get breakfast going, feed you. That The Connor and point at him, <laughs> feed you. <laughs> and then, yeah, day goes just normal feeding our son and let you the laundry and all sorts of, mm. yeah. Yeah, so Angela and Reagan are both stay-at-home moms. Yes. So that might also be an interesting angle to look at what it's like being a stay-at-home mom. Y'all have very different ages, you know, children that you're taking care of. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, our our child is two months old, and how old is Julian? Uh, A year and two months. A year year and two months, yeah. Yeah. Just about. So, yeah, what's that like? Uh... Mine needs to eat every two and a half hours to three hours during the day, and he is learning how to sleep at night. So <laughs> that's my day revolves around when he eats and his naps and how much I can accomplish during his or not accomplish during his yeah. naps. Um, so then that means squeezing cooking in and nap, like myself getting, getting like catching up on sleep, laundry, sometimes tidying. I'm not as Definitely not as awesome as Reagan at cleaning, but I try, which means like 30 minutes every two days or something. <laughs> uh, and that, that's about it for me. And that might not sound like a lot, but during the day, it's plenty. Mm-hmm. It's plenty to keep you. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's dishes and you dirty more dishes and you try to plan the week's meals and mm-hmm. and then stuff unplanned happens. Yep. So, yeah. Well, taking care of a... What? I'm trying to do the math. 14-month-year-old. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I'm constantly chasing him around the house. Yes, you are. Or also blocking him from going places. Yes. So I'm... You've gotten pretty good at that. Yeah. Quarantining him in mm-hmm. the den or, you know, throwing a DVD on while I can try to cook or clean or... His nap times are the best because he <laughs> sleeps a good long two, mm-hmm. two and a half hour nap in the morning. And then the afternoons can be anywhere from a half an hour to an hour. But that is when I get my stuff done. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to go Amazon woman <laughs> during those nap times <laughs> to get some of your stuff done. But then also my second nap, well, his second nap, that's my me time. Yeah. That is the time of my day mm-hmm. when I can do whatever that I want to do. And sometimes that is chores. That's what I'm in the mood to do, keep doing. But then sometimes it's just it's vegging out on the couch, playing Skyrim. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Level 33. I don't know. What am I? I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, anyway, so that's my day. He's pretty mobile and into everything can open doors now connor that happened this morning wow. scratched himself up pretty bad opening a door that, Mm-mm. that was this morning but for the record i don't know how you do it no, thanks. i mean i get home usually around six o'clock 
and uh, let's see, six, seven, eight, nine. That's about three hours, and I try and take a little bit more charge of Julian because mm-hmm. you've done it all day. It's very nice. And by nine, that. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> man, it's time to go to bed. <laughs> um, I remember at one point, um, Julian was just extra fussy, and usually um, the shower. He, he loves showers. He'll, we like to throw him in the shower with either yeah. one of us. He's so young like enough I'll, to do that. I'll hold him in the shower, and usually he's super snuggly. Oh, um, that's really and sweet. Like, you know, he holds his hand up towards the shower head, Aww. and then he just rests your head on your shoulder, and it's really sweet. Not this day. This day, <laughs> it's like 8.30, and he's just yelling, just going in hard <laughs> He was going crazy. Like, I think you guys were down there. Yeah, I heard it. He was like, I'm going to test my lungs today uh-huh. and see what I can do. And I remember just handing this wet, naked boy out to Reagan, and I said, just throw him in the crib. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that, uh, yeah, so all that to say, you do a great job at keeping that little 14-year-old from killing himself. (laughs) 14-month-old. What did I say? 14-year-old. Rescue wearies. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, sweetheart. That's sweet. Would you recommend other couples do this? Man, we should have videotaped that. That was like <laughs> corner, corner, corner. Uh, uh, yeah. Not have kids. I mean, live together, all the four of us. Yeah. Well, I think you. I think you should have kids um, if you're married. Uh, I would say be. We even we like, and we're all of us are best friends. We yeah. went into this with a lot of caution. Like, and yeah. we're already close. Uh. Um, how would you answer that? Do you have I would an answer? Say, I would recommend it, yes, yeah. just because ours turned out so well. But I would also say you can't do it with every friend mm-hmm. um, or every couple. Yeah, what are some tips for success? Well, definitely communication. Yeah. You have to talk yeah. even before it ever happens. Yeah. Make those silly boundaries that might seem silly now. But in the end, they help you be sane. <laughs> they help you trust the other person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of a little, like a little rule we have <laughs> that's so small, but we don't stick put to your it. pans or pots on my side of the kitchen, like oh, on, yeah. on the countertop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Just something small that we have to talk about and sometimes even have to revisit. Yeah. Often. Just say, hey, um, Keep your cat upstairs. Keep your cat upstairs. Yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, my cat. Pizza. Yeah, my cat. That's my cat. <laughs> Just the best name ever. Where was I? I lost my train of thought. Boundaries. Yeah, and we were doing tips for success. Tips. Okay. Yeah, we were just one saying. Thing, one oh, thing ahead. that I really appreciate about you guys is, like, I think the one rule that I kind of came up with before we ever moved in was um, keeping cars on. Yeah, in their parking spaces. And you guys have been awesome at that. Yeah, you have. Oh, thank you. I thought about that this morning. Yeah, anytime that, you know, you pull it up next to the door instead of parking it in the spot, you always, you're like, hey, I'm going to be moving this in Mm -hmm. a little while. And that, I mean, it, that's been super, that's been super great for me to, that even such a small rule like that was, has been followed through with. So boundaries for sure. Mm -hmm. Communication, honesty. Yeah, honesty. Yeah. And and truthfulness to yourself. So, mm-hmm. for example, if you just think 
if you and another couple or another friend are trying to live together and you're just thinking, I don't know if this is going to work, don't go through with it just because you've already committed. I mean, be honest with yourself. If you don't think that person is good to live with and it would ruin your friendship, mm-hmm. don't do it, you know? Yeah. And that goes likewise for living with each other. Because if, you, if you're realizing that you're starting to be bothered by something that the other person is mm-hmm. doing, and then you just kind of, oh, you know, it's okay, whatever, yeah. then it builds up. Yeah. And then you end up realizing that you really feel pretty, I don't know, either resentful or... Mm-hmm. Something or something's beginning to happen inside yeah. you, and it's not positive, and it could destroy something if it was allowed to grow. So, being honest with how you feel about what the other person does, because mm-hmm. I I have appreciated so much when you have been open and honest with me about oh, yeah. the things I Likewise. do that I don't realize I'm doing, like the cat, for instance. Yeah. I respected you so much when you opened up about that, because I definitely want us living together to be positive and for you to enjoy it and not have to worry about stuff like that. Yeah. And not, especially not hate the cat. Cause I know you like the cat. I do so, like your cat. I'll yeah. Explain that situation. The cat. Yeah. What was, what was that about? Uh, well, I think she was still really young. So she just had a lot of pent up energy and she would, um, climb on everything. And oh yeah, I remember that. She was uh, sharpen her claws on furniture, stuff mm-hmm. like that. That you know, it didn't bother me at first, but then over time, I think I, I think what I said was, I don't want to dislike your cat. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's great. I want to keep liking your cat. Yeah. So let's try to compromise. Mm-hmm. So yeah, truthfulness to each other. That's a good way to put it because it it communicates the problem, but it also places you on the side of the person you're talking to. Like, I don't want to dislike your cat. Yeah. It means something needs to change, but it also means like, I want this to work out. Right. Yeah. So that's a good, yeah. a good uh-huh. communication tip. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Reagan did a fabulous job. Well, thank you. But that's only come from practice of communicating with you and living with you because I communication like that, that we have now, Mm-hmm. If you would have told me I would have been being so honest a year ago, I would have been like, me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would be too. telling the truth like that? Yeah. But it's so important, and it's actually made our friendship grow. So awesome. Yeah, and yeah. we trust each other so much and mm-hmm. love each other and respect each other, and yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Get us a tissue. We're talking about our friendship. <laughs> I've got a few thoughts from the guy's perspective on that. Yeah, yeah please. please. Yeah. Um, here, I'm going to move this. <laughs> Excuse you. I thought I said beforehand what that was going to be. So from the guy's perspective, um, and I don't know, maybe you can speak to this after I'm done. Let, let me know if, I mean, you might have a different experience, but... Um, <clears throat> guys naturally want to lead and especially early on in the relationship it's important that the husband and wife start their family together uh emotionally and not be constrained by what other couples and other families are doing huh. so um 
this goes back to what you were saying, Macklin, before. It's really good the first year of marriage for it to be just oh, yeah. the yeah. two people. Mm-hmm. Um, so one danger now with us all, now six of us, plus pets living together, one danger is that um, in a shared space, it can feel like uh, Macklin and Reagan's domain and we're just living there. Or Connor mm. and Angela's domain, and Macklin and Reagan are just living there, huh. um, which would cause a conflict between the two of us in particular. Um, so that's one. The that's one way that setting up boundaries early on helps. Hmm. It yeah. it doesn't just help stop arguments. It helps like on a almost on a spiritual level. Huh. Um, and also, I think it's also. On a, on an emotional level for the guys, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's really helpful that Macklin and I are also on the same plane uh, economically. Um, yeah. If one of us made a lot more money than the other person, Uh-oh. that would be really difficult okay. for both people. So, mm-hmm. as it is right now, we we make about the same income, you know, sometimes a little more, a little more, sometimes a little less, but it's about the same. Yeah. If one of us made way more than the other person, the person who made more money would feel like the other couple is mooching off them all the time. Oh, I see. And the huh. person who didn't make as much would feel just lesser. Yeah. Um, cause for a guy, income level is a big deal. Um, it affects males in particular emotionally sure. on a, on a, kind of deep level so um those are just a couple uh warnings from the guy's perspective Mm. for anybody thinking about doing this yeah a lot of our lives are very similar they are they are yeah one thought that that reminded me of was the you have at least one struggle that i've had that um that and that's been to be open-minded towards the other ways, other persons, other couples' way of living. Yeah, for sure. And, right. I mean, you guys spend your money differently than we do. Yeah. And sometimes, like, man, you guys really need to do it differently. Sure. Um, but part of that, I mean, you have to really, like, guard your tongue. That's been a big thing for me is, like, mm. and I've had to apologize to both of you guys about, look, I, you know, I didn't guard my tongue in this situation. Would you please forgive me? And... And so learning to guard your tongue, learning to be open-minded about, okay, well, they can spend their money how they want to spend their money, and we can spend our money the way we, mm-hmm. we want to spend our money. That's been the biggest thing for me is, uh, I, I wouldn't say necessarily a huge challenge, but that's been a learning experience for me to, mm-hmm. to learn how to, to do that appropriately. Yeah, and I yeah. guess there's another side to the honesty coin of knowing when you should speak up Versus when something is just petty. Mm-hmm. There's there have been times when I'm like, should I bring this up? Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't think this is worth bringing up, mm-hmm. and I've let it go, and it's been fine. And right. pff, who knows what it was now? Mm-hmm. But then there have been times when I've thought, okay, this is really silly. I'm not going to bring it up. But then it kept bothering me. Mm-hmm. Then that was like, okay, I should probably bring this up because it's a little bigger than what I had anticipated. So that's another. Another um, aspect to the being honest, I guess, is just knowing what is helpful honesty versus just mm. 
pointless honesty. I, I guess I agree with you, Macklin, because yeah, living together, you see a a front row, you get a front row seat into somebody else's the way they function as a married couple. Yeah, and we are both different, like how we relate to our like how we relate to our husbands and how y'all relate to your to us to your wives and just that dynamic they both work like yeah. I, I love my relationship with Connor but it's different than how you relate to Macklin very different and I remember being struck by that difference and like that's not the way I would respond mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or that's not the way that Connor would respond to me mm-hmm. but now like after I just thought it's on the spectrum of good like mm-hmm. we, we both have healthy thank God healthy happy relationships and I think they're full of respect and love and they're just different mm-hmm. and so being open minded to how yet yeah, not like just and blessing it like that's how y'all do it great like yeah and now it's it's really wonderful it's really great to be at that point where that's just a natural yeah like I I don't have to work hard to be like that's normal and that's good for them like right it's just a natural oh that's just how they do it like yeah. wow that's great It. I don't even think about it mm-hmm. anymore I just naturally accept how you guys do you i don't it's not it's normal now yeah yeah and that's been really great i think it's also been helpful knowing that this is really temporary mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah i mean when we first planned on all of us living together we said from the start that it would be about a year yeah. now it's been a little bit longer but it's not going to be another year right no. i mean it's right. it's still very temporary um and i think if you know going into it that something's going to be short term it makes you more grateful for the good parts mm. and yeah. it makes you also able to tolerate the bad parts mm. a little easier mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's true yeah because I do think there would be a point in our uh, living together where it would start to harm our friendships yeah I don't know when that would be certainly not now no. but I do think you can drag it out too long to the point where it's, yeah, not mm-hmm. doing good anymore. Mm-hmm. Sure. So having communication also about how long you're both going to live together. Mm-hmm. So good point. <laughs> I hope they can hear that. I hope they can hear that. <laughs> so too. Otherwise, we're, we're just, just laughing, laughing at nothing. At nothing. <laughs> we'll edit it out. <laughs> Um, what about just marriage in general? It's awesome. See, we did an, we did a marriage episode mm-hmm. and it was just from Macklin and my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a little nervous. Yeah. The, the spouse is watching. <laughs> yeah. Anything you say can and will be used against it you. It will be. Goodness. Um, yeah. What's it like to be married? It's awesome. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But it's mostly awesome. Yeah. Even the hard parts in the end, when you look back, you think, hey, we made it through. That was awesome. And now we're better. Yeah. Uh, We've been married two years. <laughs> Me and Connor just celebrated our, hey, we both just celebrated our anniversaries. Yeah. Me and Connor have been married two years and Macklin and Reagan have been married three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, I want to stop there because I need to think about what else okay. I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, um, I'd like to make this more of a conversation and less of an interview. That'd be great. Um, 
so all four of us can jump in any time. Um, I mean, sort of a short recap on what marriage has done for me. I mean, it changed my life uh, mm. all for the better. I didn't know who I was. I didn't know what I was about. I didn't have any sort of responsibility. Um, in every way, I've be- I've stepped into who I am as Macklin Williamson mm-hmm. through marriage, and also somewhat through having Julian. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. when we had Julian, that was that was me letting go. That 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 sort of helped me let go of pursuing um, goals of mine that were more selfish and less less oriented towards the family and providing for what I knew I needed to provide for. So when we, we had Julian, I mean, what that was was I, I had to drop ceramics and mm-hmm. spend more time with Reagan and spend more time with my son. And through that, I don't, I don't know that being a father has changed me much more than that at this point because I had already adopted responsibility through mm-hmm. my marriage with you. Um, so, you know, marriage to me, for me has been great. Um, do you think having Julian, Ju- Ju- Julian, <laughs> Julian and William, you guys can answer also, has affected our marriage? Like how has that affected our marriage specifically? Not your personal self, but you and me. In some ways it's made it harder. In some ways it's made it better. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's harder because he drives me batty. Yeah. A lot of the time. Sure. Um, and so that's the bad part. The good part is when he goes down, it's mm-hmm. like I, now I have like a whole hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good when he's not there. <laughs> um, I had, so a friend told me at, we were at a wedding and uh, I, it was my turn to change a diaper and there were no, there were no, di- there were no diaper changing stations, stations mm-hmm. in the bathroom. So I was just squatting on the ground. Yeah. Um, do what you got to do. And uh, a friend comes up, and he's got, I think, three kids now, and some of them, I think one of them is like nine or ten. And he patted me on the back, and he said, it gets easier when they get to three. And that was his, like, advice to me. Huh. Um, so we'll see if that's true. Huh. Um, so, But for him, it was much easier when they got to three. So okay. hopefully that'll, hopefully he'll start playing yeah, sports, and I can, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely affected how much alone time you and I get together. Yeah. Mm. We have to be very intentional about the time we spend together because mm. it's so small. Well, smaller now without him. So, times where you, me and Julian are all together are still great, but you know, I still want time with just my husband. Mm-hmm. And we we have a juice time which is not an innuendo for anything it's actual (laughs) juice that we drink together when he goes down and we put it in special glasses yeah sometimes yeah little fun juice glasses and yeah we just have juice together and we talk or we just sit it's just time carved out of the day which we didn't have to do before Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, it used to be dinner. We would sit down together and it would be just us. But now I can't even hardly have a conversation with you because <laughs> I'm trying to get Julian to eat his peas or whatever, you know. So I'm curious about you guys because I don't think I've, we've talked about this. How has William's presence affected your marriage? It looks like you're ready to go. I mean, I do have a thought. Go yeah. for it. Um, 
the, the one big thing that I've noticed is that now we have a, a goal to focus on together. And we didn't really have that before. Hmm. Our hobbies are so different. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really nice to both be focused on keeping this kid alive. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it has been a joy to because we're we're working in it together. I mean, granted we had our marriage and like we were we were deep friends and that was a goal that we were working towards before William, but yeah, we didn't really and we you know, we had our goal of saving money for our house and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but not not something deeply <coughs> meaningful and that we were both completely interested in mm-hmm. uh and invested in together. So that affects us day by day. Yeah. yeah. Um, it has been a joy to share in this, just the two months with him and watch him be a father. That's been really cool. And watch Cause I didn't know, I knew he was going to be a good dad, but what does a good sure. dad look like? There's lots of different good dads yeah. and watching Connor <clears throat> be a dad. That's been really, um, special you guys make a great team thank you it's really easy to tell you guys work together really well as parents thank you thanks it's it's fun with connor yeah he makes it easy to be a what is it partner be a wife too yeah be a co-parent i forget what the original question was what was the original question just marriage our views on marriage and how a child has affected it? Oh, the question I posed? Uh-huh. Yeah. How has William's presence now changed your marriage or affected positively, negatively? <clears throat> I yeah, remember this I was that's... a big deal for Connor. We went on a backpacking trip. <clears throat> and some, for guys, sometimes backpacking trips are like, um, like going to rehab or something where you just <laughs> yeah it's true yeah where you like get out, get out first of all nature. you gotta get your manly stuff out and then, and then you, but, <laughs> but then you also get a chance to like um I hope I hope that didn't sound too bad no no on the no, other I, end of the microphone no nope, we understand um, make of that what you will we understand <laughs> rest not your wearies and um Anyways, so we went on this backpacking trip, and I and I don't remember much about the backpacking trip. When was this? This was right before y'all got married. Yeah, it was in it was in college. Um, Or when? Yeah. So a few years ago, but this was already on his mind because I remember he talked about like a big thing that he was worried about with you and Angela's relationship, Mm -hmm. Connor and Angela's relationship, was the fact that you didn't have a common uh, pastime. And he, I remember him talking at length about that with me. Um, Of course, I didn't have any answers, but, and I didn't realize it was still a thing for you guys until now you have this common goal with William. Um, So that's great. Mm. Common goals. Reagan and I, I think, naturally have common interests. I think so. I mean, we're both Mm kind of creative, uh, and we both appreciate nature, and we both, I mean, one thing that's, obvious is like we both really like to do coffee Mm -hmm. and so that it's is a small thing like we don't spend much time talking about it but it is a thing but we spend time together with it that's true so that hasn't really been a thing for us um yeah we haven't had that issue well yeah so 
I agree with that. Because y'all are outside landscaping, gardening, (laughs) in the sun, sweat. You guys do stuff a lot together easily that you're both interested in. Mm -hmm. Part of it has to do with just difference in personality. I'm very much a doer, and Angela's very much a... uh, Relaxer. What do you call it? A beer? Yeah. Be- a, a beer. A beer. Yeah. Uh huh. So that, uh, yeah. It's just an interesting dynamic. It's not a bad different. dynamic at all. In fact, it's really helpful because we, we, we bring out sides each of each other that wouldn't yeah. normally be there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You make me relax and. You make me productive. <laughs> <laughs> well, both are important. So. Hey, can you clean yeah. the room? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Can, can you feed me? Yeah, yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah. I guess back to the original topic of marriage. Just how has marriage... How has marriage, period, question mark. How has comma, marriage... Anything. Okay. Marriage is great. I'm glad we got married when we did. Fairly young. You were 20. I was 21. <clears throat> Fairly young. Fairly young. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any shame in talking about how we wanted to have sex really bad. I don't either. But I just don't ever know when we can and can't talk about it. This is a yes yes time. Okay. Because I remember uh, sitting there um, in the studio and somebody had just gotten engaged and somebody else told that person that just got engaged, like, kind of like told them off. Really? Like, you shouldn't have gotten engaged because all you want to do is have sex. Oh, I you have never told me this. Well, actually, you were there oh. with me. It's okay. <laughs> that <laughs> was my memory. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember thinking, like, uh, well, that's why Reagan and I got married, and it's awesome. Um, and for those of you that are unmarried, like, marriage is so much more than sex. Like, that, that mm-hmm. the sex isn't the, the, the part that grows the most. It's It's everything else that... And so for Reagan mm-hmm. and I, um, I mean, we originally had like a six-month engagement planned, realized we weren't going to stay virgins if we didn't keep, if we kept that six-month engagement. So we knocked it down to two months, mm-hmm. uh, tied the knot, and ran away with it. Yeah. Um, and so that, that, that was sort of the catharsis for our marriage. I mean, I guess you could say that that was the reason we got married sooner. It wasn't the reason we got married. But it wasn't the reason you got married. Okay. It wasn't the reason I got married, but it was definitely the reason I got married in two months. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's better to, what's the verse? It's better to be married than to burn with lust, Mm -hmm. I think is what Mm -hmm. we talked about when we brought it up to our parents about changing the, Mm -hmm. changing the date forward. But, yeah. Um, But yeah, marriage is fantastic and... A lot of people say, for Macklin and I, a lot of people say your first year of marriage is the hardest because I guess you find out a lot of new stuff about people and or your spouse and you fight about silly things you haven't fought about before. But in our dating slash engagement, we fought a lot. Mm-hmm. So we kind of got our quote unquote first year of marriage out of the way in that sense because... We had already fought about stupid stuff so that when we were married, it was just all of that same thing, but also the benefits of marriage. Um, 
Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Um, marriage, for me, has felt like this medicine that slowly mm-hmm. takes out all the poison out of your body, and this yeah. medicine tastes really bad yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am aware of so many of my faults now, mm-hmm. and, the, and, I, and I spend some time feeling sorry for my wife for having to deal with me. Yeah. For all of my sins and problems that she has to put up with. So, but that being said, like, she is gradually changing me to be better. I mean, not on purpose, but it just happens to be that way where, like, mm-hmm. being around somebody that is so close to you and loves you to that extent is naturally going to draw out all the bad parts of you and slowly redeem mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Because marriage, and I'm sure you guys would also agree, marriage is just another way to make you more holy. And I definitely have been confronted with my terrible sinfulness from just being with Macklin. Um, So, Mm -hmm. yeah, and that is really painful. It can be really painful. And there have been some times when we've had, you know, arguments and disagreements over, you know, my own sin or what have you that have kind of been drawn out over a couple days. And it's just, it makes you sick at your stomach. It's the worst. But in the end, you learn something and hopefully you work it out with your spouse well enough to where you can both move forward and mm-hmm. in our case I think that happens a lot more often than not and mm-hmm. I definitely feel like you have made me a better person and my brain is not letting me think of specifics right now but I do know that because of you I am I'm I'm more almost more happy or accepting of myself yeah than before you sure if that makes sense i think my my dad shout out to bud pinley (laughs) my dad raised me to bring me a lot of confidence in myself he always told me and leah my sister how beautiful we were and how proud of us he was so he set us up for a lot of good Mm self-confidence and self-love um but macklin but it but it was kind of like a dot dot dot, and he then Macklin, so far. yeah, Macklin mm-hmm. kind of picked, up, picked, that up. picked that up and helped complete it. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, Christ really is the ultimate completion, but in terms of personal relationships, Macklin, mm-hmm. you have helped kind of complete that. Yeah. And so, could you put that in a way where, like, it's the man's job and to bring out his wife's beauty? That. Oh. Is that is that a way you would you would phrase that thought that you just that you spelled out? Your experience. Uh, it's the man's job to yeah. bring out that beauty. There's a verse wow. in Song of Solomon yeah. that I love. Where, I mean, I guess who knows whether it's he or she talking in the Book of Solomon, but in my translation, it says the he the 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 bride is the bridegroom is talking, and he says, "I will put you at the front of yeah the." chariots he's like like at the mm. front of the army like uh-huh. he will uphold his wife 
you know, at the, in the highest honor. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think about that a lot. And, um, I would say that that's, and that's a, that's something that you don't, you can't really grasp being unmarried, being engaged. Like you don't really know what that means. And you, and you don't even know what that means for a while, usually while you're married, but then by and by, uh, you start to, you start to sort of figure out what that looks like for your Mm -hmm. marriage, for your wife, Mm -hmm. how she receives love and how you can give that to her the best. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think you, you you two jump in whenever you want. It's ended up being I'm just like just me and Macklin hour for a minute. <laughs> no. Um it's I definitely think it's part of the man's responsibility to make a woman more of a woman and then yeah. vice versa, it's our responsibility to bring out the manliness in you. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I don't feel confident enough on that thought to go into details, but I do believe that. Yeah. So you have definitely set that up for me. You have made me feel so beautiful, and you have been Christ on earth in making me feel beautiful and how I can love myself better and... I don't know. You just mm-hmm. make you make me feel like when I walk in, in into a, a room, even if you're not there, you have set it up for me that when I walk into a room, I feel like I'm the most beautiful woman there, hmm. just because of how you have interacted with me. I didn't realize that. That's yeah. wonderful. It's good to hear. Yeah, you Anybody do. Need <laughs> do a good job, babe. Wow. <laughs> okay, you you two talk. Well, I'm ready to hear stuff on your I'm side. I'm still recovering. That was wonderful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're going to say something because I just need a minute. <laughs> I can say something. She does need okay. a tissue. I can say something. Um, this is this has come up multiple times over the past two years that Angela and I have been married. Um, we talked about it a little bit before we got married, but it, it's more real once you're actually in the marriage phase. So one way that I have been trying to... Uh, help lead Angela in that way that y'all are describing mm-hmm. with how did you phrase it bring out bring out her beauty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, is to remember to point her to Christ mm. to where yeah. it's not the pressure is not all on me yeah because I've been really sensitive to that pressure in the past yeah and um, it's actually it, it did some harm to our relationship during the dating and engaged phase. Mm -hmm. Um, So I totally agree with what y'all are saying. And I think that one way practically that that's worked out for us has been for me to, to, to verbally say, uh, you're putting too much pressure on me right now. You need to, you need to take this to God. Something to that effect. I don't remember exactly how I said it, but there have been times when we've had to, have that conversation before and it's been really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that, and I do think that our jobs as husband and wife is to point each other to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's one way that it looks in our relationship. Is that hard to hear sometimes? Oh, like, oh yeah. You're, you're looking to me and not Christ. Oh Yeah. Absolutely, because relating to Connor is so much easier 
than it is yeah. relating to Christ and it, it, in many cases because Connor is actually here. Like I can yeah. touch him and hear him and know him in a way that I haven't been able to know Jesus. Uh, but I think marriage, well, it forces you because you're either one, you're going to have to go to Jesus because your husband, your, your spouse is not enough. Uh, yeah. There there are depths of your heart and your identity that are not going to be met in this person. And so one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to self-destruct and your marriage is going to suffer <laughs> because you, you can't live like that. You're either going to be empty. You're going to mm-hmm. you're going to go crazy because we have to live. God made us to with such with with deep needs to know one like as a woman that we are beautiful and to know who we are um and men to know that they have what it takes that they are a hero and these deep questions uh and if we take them to our spouse and it and it stops there i think our spouse can answer to a degree but that but that degree ends in christ uh mm. yeah I'm not, I hope I'm explaining this okay. Because, yeah, it either goes two directions. One, it stops with the spouse. You don't end up finding Jesus. Jesus doesn't actually answer those deep questions in your heart and satisfies you. And so it ends with you. Jesus isn't met. It doesn't, you don't feel satisfied, then boom, your marriage is done. Or like, your marriage dies somehow, even if you stay in it. Like, you are dead on the inside. I might be a bit dramatic, but I think it's true. <laughs> I'm following along. Um, or hopefully what happens is you real, you start realizing that there are these things inside you by being married, by interacting on a deep level with a man or a woman. Um, and you start asking these questions like, am I beautiful to you? Like I've been taking that to Connor, like, do I matter? And do you, do you pursue me? Like, can I keep your interest? And those are things like, that a woman asks mm-hmm. and uh, that's when Connor points me to Jesus uh, because I'm to to an extent Connor is to answer those questions I think there's a level in which he is supposed to he's accountable for answering those questions and saying yes you are and I will pursue you for the rest of your life that's great and that's what God has called you to because you're supposed to act like Jesus um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and but then but then there's there's a deeper level where you're supposed to you're supposed to say take these to him because this is who you really want. I'm just mm-hmm. an echo of it. Mm-hmm. And you need to hear it from him because that's who you're really that's the only person that can say it and mean it and be faithful forever to you. And also, likewise for you, Connor, when you take those questions to me because I felt that pressure from you as well. Like Angela he'll just fall apart sometimes uh, if he feels like he's <clears throat> failed in the smallest way. And I don't think, Connor, like, you're great. Don't don't take this so personally. Like, please, I think you're wonderful, but he can't hear it. You know, somehow yeah. I'm not enough for him to answer this question. Like, I can't answer that question of, am I a man? Like, and, and so I have to point him to and be like, who you really want is Jesus. He's the one who can affirm you and you believe it on a deep level. I'm just trying to, I'm an echo of it. So I, I do my very best to respect you and to affirm you as a man, but there, I can only go so far because I'm just an echo. And I think that's what marriage is, is we go do this back and forth thing of 
representing Christ and his church. Mm-hmm. Not to make it too spiritual, but that's kind of what, that's that's been an experience and it's a bit painful, but it's also really sure. great to wake up to what your heart is doing, what it's saying. Because I didn't realize I struggled so much with, am I beautiful? Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't realize I did, but getting married, that's a huge question. Yeah. And the way it's answered matters. And likewise for you, the things that you're wondering about that come up and that we argue about, and we're like, what's actually going on? And it's these deep needs that need to be met. So That's great. <laughs> I need to get out a notepad and start taking notes. Yeah, I know, man. Thanks for listening. <laughs> what does, what, out of curiosity and more, curi- more, more than just curiosity, um, what, what does that affirmation look like? I mean, I, I'm asking this for both of you guys from Christ. Where, where does, On either end? Right. Well, okay. like, so, like, when, when Angela reaches the end of her ability to answer the questions that are deepest within you and, and vice versa with Angela, and those questions are taken to Jesus, like, what, what does that affirmation look like? Um, because uh, that is certainly not a strong suit of mine. Like, I've never thought sure. about treating our relationship that way um, and I would say that we um, that that would be something that we struggle with for sure mm-hmm. with um, making this earthly relationship meaningful in a spiritual way like consciously doing that I think I think we I think we do it individually but we don't we're not aware of the implications that a marriage can have on a spiritual life as well, mm-hmm. like what they're describing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm interested to know, like, what does that look like when when Angela says you need to take this to Christ? How, like, how do you do that? And then what does that look like? Like, practically? That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to go first? Well. Or would you like me to? As in, like, answering for you? Like, what do you do? For either of us. Uh. I'd say go ahead. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think, at least in my case, um, as in, as in when the problem is on my end, mm-hmm. um, I think the big part, the the thing that I need to do after, after, Angela, uh, wakens me to the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big thing is just to take time in prayer. Um, and to verbally say to God, okay, I'm taking this to you. This is what's going on. Um, you be the one who answers that. Uh, not me, not Angela. Um, and then, uh, and then, and then help me to be all that I need to be for her. Um, and just kind of pray Christ over our marriage again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to first make a comment about the, the idea of making your relationship spiritual because uh, I don't feel like our relationship, <laughs> after all that, I don't feel like our relationship is spiritual. I think what it really is is just desperate, <laughs> like on my end, because all you have, like, what what it is, it's you just pay attention to your heart. You pay attention to what it's saying, and if it's not like, because my heart was like at several points, it's just been falling apart because mm-hmm. it's not, 
It's not hearing the things that I need to hear. Connor isn't, he can't say it. So it's not, it's not really a matter of, for me, is I don't feel like it's spiritual or like it's a matter of trying to make it something. It's just paying attention to what, what's going on inside of me. Um, I don't really consider it spiritual. You listen to what's going on and I, and I pay attention to what's going on in him. And it's like, okay, what do we do with this? Like, this is a, could be, this is a big deal and it could go very wrong if we don't handle this the right way. And in my case, when I realize that one, I'm putting just this crazy pressure on Connor to meet something that he just can't, uh, this book has meant a lot to me. This resources have fallen on my path in such a timely fashion that have directed me. It's directing my heart to the reality that Jesus is actually answering those questions to me. Like the other day I was standing at the kitchen and I realized that I was, I was longing to be romanced in a way like I long to be noticed and romanced in a way that Connor can't meet. And I looked out the window and everything was green. And there's this thing that's that's really special to me. It's when the sun shines on me. Sometimes it'll be just a beam. Mm-hmm. And there's just one beam of sunshine and that sounds might sound silly, but ever since I was like 13, it's meant God was paying attention to me right then. And I was standing out the window. I looked out, everything was green and I love green it's like Caitlin has heard me say this like butter to my eyes I love butter (laughs) and it's like everything was green and there was and right then there was like sun through the window on me and I thought oh my gosh this is real like you are paying attention to me and for some reason I matter to you and you actually care about me and you made all this green just so I would pay attention. You knew I'd like it. And this sun is shining on me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is real. You're like, I just, you know, had this little moment and I thought, but that I, I kind of got it. There's like these little moments where like, I realize my heart is feeling this way. And if you just pay attention, he's there and, and he's answering it. And, and I don't, I don't feel like that's, you're not trying to make it spiritual. It's just a matter of what's going on in your heart. And then God is there. You just wake up and he's there. And that's what it's been like for me is giving God a chance. Like you wake up and and you say, are you actually answering this? Like, are you there? Are you saying something? And he does. And it it blows my mind that that he would love me and that he one created me to feel this way so that he could answer it in just like normal life that's what normal life is about like chocolate (laughs) (laughs) it's like the like wonderful things in life are him communicating that he's answering and i just not paying attention and so it really is a blessing Mm -hmm. that i have connor to wake me up to these questions and then when i realize that god is answering them it's just it's blowing my mind (laughs) Let me just add real quick, in addition, this agreeing with everything you just said, um, that doesn't mean the fact that we're pointing each other to Christ in the middle of insecurities doesn't mean that we don't affirm each other. Right. It doesn't mean that like, you know, you never say I'm beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Like 
It's right. not like it's not like I say, you know, Angela, do you like me? And she's like, you need to pray more. Like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's, no. It's, no. It's like I am capable of a level of insecurity that is is so huge that Angela can't fix it. Yeah. It's like that. I yeah. can do it's, my part. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and and you can help. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm a words of affirmation person. Yeah. And Angela leaves you know notes in my lunchbox, and it's really it's really nice. Um, but <laughs> gee, thanks. But there but there's a level of insecurity that my heart is capable of that uh-huh. that that only God Himself mm-hmm. can speak to. And He does. So. That's um, what book are you reading? You mentioned you were reading a book. Yeah, this one has been on our shelf for a while, but sometimes you just you aren't ready to read something, oh, yeah. and then it comes at just the right time. This is one of those books. It's called The Sacred Romance by Curtis and Eldridge, and it's just it's really straightforward about this is the human heart, and this is how God interacts with it. Wake up, look around. It's there. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, it is. And so it's it's just kind of guiding me through what's happening to myself and how do I handle what, what I guess how I feel and helping me understand that interpret what, what God has placed in my life to yeah. that. It's him. Mm-hmm. Eldridge is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is for anyone listening who's hearing us talk about like what it means to be a woman and what it means to be a man. And if anyone's thinking like, I don't even know where to start with that. I would say start with mm-hmm. John Eldridge, John yeah. and Stacy Eldridge. Um, they have a book, Wild at Heart, and then the woman's version is called Captivating. Um, and so I would say if you want to know more about gender and Christianity, that's a good place to begin. Yeah, it is a good place. Although you know how you were saying that sometimes you start reading a book and you're not ready for it? Yeah. I started reading, and what is it? Is it always, Captivating? Captivating. Uh-huh. I always wanted to say enchanting. <laughs> um, <laughs> captivating. And I got pretty far, probably halfway. And then I just put it down because I was like, mm-hmm. nope, it's not time to read it. Yeah. yeah. So I've read half of it, and the half of it's good, but I have not finished it. But yes, I would agree, Connor. I would recommend them. That book was huge for me in high school. Uh, Enchanting? Yeah. <laughs> Captivating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so this is what girls are <laughs> Yeah. Hey, no, Wild beautiful. at Heart. Um, is the man's... It, yeah. uh, it hurt to read. Oh, it, yeah. It, it's oh. one of those books that cuts mm. deep. Um, but I would say it's one of the most influential books I've ever read. Yeah. You've read a couple of his books, haven't you? Yeah. I read, um, all things new New, and I think I, I've gotten through some of the, um, it's the wild at heart too, whatever that one is. Mm -hmm. I think we actually mentioned all things new on a different episode at one point. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So he like, he definitely, um, like, I think one thing that I really like about him and his writing style is that he doesn't pretend to be smart. And he's like, one time I was mowing the lawn and it sucked. <laughs> but God sure. said this. And, like, and he's not like, I was sanctified on the, you know, yeah, whatever. Up at the and, altar. Yeah, and- the, the, big, the big words mm-hmm. are really hard for me to get through because I'm like, okay, you don't talk like that. Like, okay, let's, let's, let's bring it down here. But he never does that. And that, that was really pivotal for me. I mean, I, I automatically, like when I pick up a Christian book, it's automatically a negative feeling. 
because mm-hmm. of all of the like uppityness that they can have in the in the in the this they have a lot of them are it seems like can have this like thing where they think that they are higher because they can say certain words um and so that that was a really big turn off you know growing up reading christian books in middle school and high school and i just decided to stop it um until until john eldridge and he he definitely didn't do that at all so mm-hmm. <clears throat> yep <laughs> these pauses are very natural and normal in our conversations yeah, they are. and i actually appreciate them yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, there will be times after family dinner where we'll just like sit for <laughs> we'll just, ten minutes. We'll just sit, just quiet. Uh huh. And Except no one will Julian. say anything. Julian will be yeah. saying Julian's it. like, Gah. Gah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's more realistic. Yeah. <laughs> but now, what's his new sound? Doi 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 doi. Yeah. I haven't heard that one yet. He does it with his tongue somehow. He's like. It's so cute. I remember mornings uh, like last month when I would be uh, nursing William, and because the his room is right over the kitchen, and I would hear the morning ritual. Julian is in his seat, and I'd hear, "Gah, gah!" Hear that all the way up there? Like it was just, and I thought, "Wow, you know, it was just every morning I could anticipate him." saying guh downstairs uh-huh. it was just that was part of the morning yeah, yeah. guh means everything it means eggs it yeah. means dog. oatmeal it means dog <laughs> cat it means cat it means hi uh-huh. yeah. I want this mm-hmm. Reagan you said something interesting earlier you said that someone had told you that first year of marriage was going to be really hard or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. I was surprised by how easy Angela in my first year was Engagement was brutal. Yeah. Engagement. Engagement was so hard. It is the worst. I mean, we were engaged for what, 18 months? It was a long time. Mm. Kind of. And it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Engagement was horrible. Mm-hmm. And first year of marriage was awesome. It was such a blessing. It was peaceful. Because grueling for 18 months. Yeah. Because you work so hard to get there. Like you fight and yeah. you, you doubt and you stick with it. And then you get married, and it's like, oh, we're married. Yeah. Like, oh, this is relief. great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for us, I think we definitely, engagement, we hated it. And kind of, especially the dating leading up to engagement. Not the dating at the beginning so much, but. Yeah. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, there just was a lot of unnaturalness. I don't know. Yeah. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you you wanted so badly to be with this person all the time. And it got to the point where saying goodnight was f- almost physically painful. And you're like, it's yes. not supposed to be like this. I'm mm-hmm. not supposed to be saying goodnight slash goodbye. I'm supposed to be going to bed next to you. And there's like the, all that kind of pressure. And then... You know, pressure not to have sex or go too far, and you know and what, what is, is too far? far exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, what, mm-hmm. how far do we go with it being okay? And 
you know, that pressure. And then just when you got married, all that pressure was it's gone. It's all gone. And it just, yeah, it was a breath of fresh air. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, for some people, I don't think they fight very much in their dating and engagement relationship. And they're, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. But in the case of the four of us, I think it, the common denominator is it was terrible. Yeah, I could see a situation <laughs> where if someone had a short dating experience and then short engagement, uh-huh. first year of marriage yeah. could be really hard because sure. there'd be a lot of kinks you have to work out. Sure. But in our case, our engagement was so long and y'all are so brutally honest <laughs> that wow. everybody yeah. kind of got it all out beforehand. So. Yeah, that's true. How long did you date before the first engagement? Uh, I don't know. I could do the math, but... I don't know. I mean, we met in November there. of 2014. That sounds right. Yeah. Then we started dating. And then I think we got engaged that year. You popped it in like October or something. Well, I knew. I knew you were the one. Mm-hmm. Well, I knew you were the one too, but I wasn't, I, I don't know. It was just hard. And then, you know, we got engaged and then we didn't get engaged. You took the ring back, which was a good decision because I had no idea what I was yeah, that was really hard. That was the hardest decision I've ever made. Mm. I'm glad you made it, though. You make good decisions. Uh, and then we got reengaged after just a really hard few months of wondering, what are we doing? But we both knew we wanted to get married. It was just this weird, like, but I wasn't ready yet. Mm-hmm. It was weird because I knew I wanted to marry you, but how can you not be ready to marry somebody if you know you're going to marry yeah. them? It was just... But I needed that, even though I... I wanted to just get over it, but I, I couldn't. Yeah. And that's why I said yes at first, because I thought I knew I wanted to marry you. So I think this ties back to what we were saying earlier with there are some things that only God can answer. Mm, yeah. And I think looking back, I can see God at work during that time in a way that I didn't see yeah. in the moment. Sure. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. That, that space that we forced ourselves to have. I think I, I don't I don't even know I wouldn't even say that it was really good for our relationship. I think it was just good for us individually. Mm-hmm. Um mm. and then we were better prepared to be a couple again. I think it I, in the end it produced something really sweet. Yeah. And I had no idea how much it would encourage other people. Like I was ashamed of it. I thought I was going to be kicked out of Christ's community because oh. I was like so irresponsible. Oh. And like, because I was so ashamed and I didn't want anybody to know that we went through that. And But I, but the more I started opening up very slowly and people were so gracious and just wanted to love on me and us. And I realized, oh, so this isn't the end of the world. And now after the fact, <clears throat> it's been so encouraging for other young couples. And I was just so surprised mm-hmm. by how much it's blessed other people. So I was shocked. So God was doing something with us that I'm thankful that he just recycled it and made something good out of it because it was really hard. Yeah. He's always doing that. He always is. Yeah. (laughs) I like how it has two different pitches. (laughs) Well, how do we want to close this out? This has been great. It's been great. Another would you rather question? Yeah, I think it should be something like that or a joke okay does anyone have a joke i definitely I don't only have, have two and i think everyone i know has heard them so it's not worth it okay 
someone think of a would you rather? <laughs> would you rather fall down the stairs? <laughs> That's the only one I can ever think of. Would you rather what? What did I say coming into the library? You didn't tell me one coming no, in. I said, um, you should put the mic on Macklin because no, she's having a one-sided conversation. Yeah. No, I said, um, I, I didn't say would you rather. I said you know who. Oh, yeah, he we said, you know let's, let's play You Know Who. And he <laughs> said, I mean, wait, You Know Who? And I said, yeah, let's play Lord Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. That's really funny. Good joke, funny. Reagan. Thank That's you. really Thank funny. You. Yeah, that was I'm good. I'm bowing. Um, okay, would you rather <laughs> stub your toe every morning right out of bed or... Would you rather have a wet willy in your ear every night right before bed? Same toe every Ouch. time? Yes. Well, okay, it's your pinky toes, so either pinky toe. You know, the That's worst one. That's even worse. I know. Pinky toes These or are, wet willies. This is an unhappy one. What's a, what's a wet willy? Where you lick your finger and stick it in someone's ear. So it's it'd, very unpleasant. So it'd be Reagan doing it to you every night. Giving I'd you say, good night, love. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> every that's, night. That's the sound effect of blah, a wet willy. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it gets deeply swirled inside your, your I ear. I think I would rather have a wet willy every I, night. I agree. Stub toe. Really? Really. Why do you choose that? Because you're a man. Yeah, I guess. I mean... How hard are we talking? I mean, I've stuck my toe <laughs> pretty hard, but, like, there's other times where it just kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, if, yeah. If it's just one of those, like, oh, my dang it, then I'll take a stub toe <laughs> over a wet willy. So. What do you say, Connor? I think I'd go with the wet willy. Yeah. It's it's done. No pain then, involved. Well, yeah, if you stub your toe, it's hurting then for, yeah. like, what? Until the next morning. Minutes. Yeah, until the next time. <laughs> I'd rather my my torture be over quick. Yeah. Yeah, stubbing your toe is the worst. You know, you can, like, feel that pain, and you know it hasn't registered yet, but it's about to, and your stomach gets a little nauseous. I did it today. And I just was like, oh. And then it hit me, and I was like, (laughs) Did you think, I'd rather have a wet willy right now? Yeah, I did. That was my first thought. I was like, man, I wish I had a wet willy. (laughs) All right, signing out. everybody. If you'd like to help us with this podcast, there are several different ways you can do that. One is to leave us a review. Another is to click subscribe. Um, You can share any episodes you particularly enjoy on social media for new listeners to hear. And also check out the show notes for where you can follow us because we'll be posting updates as this experiment continues to grow. So thanks for listening.